0: Welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. You're listening on EWTN Radio or St. Gabriel Radio. Beyond Damascus is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.
1: Hey, friends, and welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. My name is Brad Piron, and I'll be the host for for a special episode today because i'm joined by my brother aaron richards and for those of you who um tune into the show
0: this episode is special because dan's not here
1: yes precisely (laughs) Um, a special episode that will come with minimum interruptions because dan's not here no um we're excited for today's episode because um we're just gonna get to dive into um a topic that's been on aaron's heart and so we're gonna uh, chat a little bit about saint joseph so um yeah, I think uh, all of us have probably heard of St. Joseph, I would hope. And, um, and there's so much uh, in St. Joseph uh, for us to study and learn about. And there's so much about his life that's unknown. And that, that yep. mystery is exciting too. But um, why don't we, before we jump into that, Aaron, start with
0: prayer? You want to yeah, kick us off? Of course, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Jesus, I pray that our hearts would be open, that the way that you want to speak to us today, that we'd be receptive. Uh, Jesus, touch us in the way that we need you most. And I pray, Lord, that as we explore the um, just a little, a little taste of the, of the life and the, the influence of St. Joseph, Lord, that you would um, set him up to be an intercessor and a protector for us in the same way that he was an intercessor and a protector to you. Uh, and Jesus, I pray that you'd open our hearts and allow us to uh, come into closer encounter with you, that our lives would be transformed through this message today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Father In the Father and the, the Son. Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. This is awesome.
1: So um, yeah, St. Joseph. So I, I know that you and I have talked. I don't even know how many times over the last couple of years about fatherhood yeah. and the way that the Lord has been highlighting that to you. I would presume that has something to do with why St. Joseph has been in, mm-hmm. on your heart, but do you want to speak a little
0: bit like why is St. Joseph come up in prayer? Yeah, this is this is a story that is going to be told over decades probably. So we're going to you're going to continue saying that for, yeah, sure. for many many years to come. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's uh it you know, I'm I'm not one who likes to jump on a bandwagon mm-hmm. and uh, because of that, I think that actually the first ten or fifteen or fifty times that I was introduced to Saint Joseph as like you know the best saint in the world, um, <laughs> shout out to my brothers in my men's group, particularly Mister Daniel Boyden, who has been a ardent Saint Joseph apologist. Yeah, uh, huge proponent. I think that I think that my tendency is actually to to maybe shy away initially. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I'm coming out of the closet today and acknowledging that St. Joseph has been a major influence on in my life. And, <laughs> uh, and, and I, I want to, I'm doing some study of him right now. My kids and I are doing the mm-hmm. the consecration to St. Joseph. And That's great. Uh, it's, my eyes have just been open to, to really the spectacular impact of an incredible Saint. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if, if someone were dying of cancer and I knew the cure mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. didn't share it with them, I would be a very selfish man. Mm-hmm. And I think that as, as I dive deeper into the life and the ministry and the work and the intercession and the power of St. Joseph um, I'm just, I'm struck on almost a daily basis of how incredible an intercessor this man is. Mm-hmm. And uh, in, in many ways in, in my life specifically, how, how he is is an answer really to the very specific prayers that are on my heart.
1: Yeah, well, I think it's actually you who taught me this, that um, when it comes to the things of God, we don't have to shy away in the way that we do towards the things of earth because he's not going to let us down. Yeah, And a lot of times I found myself in a similar position to what you were sharing where someone will mention a saint to me or someone will mention <laughs> like a, uh, a devotion to me and I'll be very hesitant to take it on thinking that they are overselling it yep. and that it will in fact under deliver. Yep. And I think that, uh, St. Joseph and I have been on, um, somewhat of a similar path. I haven't um, gone, uh, I think as deep in my dive with him as as you have, but um, Nina and I were currently going through the 21 day consecration that they have on the Halo app. And it's been amazing for me to learn... Mm New things about the context around his life and and all of that. I guess when you uh, when you think about the last number of months and diving deeper into who Saint Joseph might be for you, what are like what are some of the aspects of him as a, as a person <laughs> I, that have stood out to you? I put together a list. No way. So I'm, I'm I actually didn't know share. this. So if someone if someone's listening, I didn't like prepare that question <laughs> to
0: set him up. I didn't know there was a list. Now, well, let me start with a story. So uh, almost three years ago. Uh, we were hosting a songwriting retreat here at Damascus, and mm-hmm. it was on the eve of the Feast of Saint Joseph. And uh, I had a really, I had a really powerful and unique prayer experience that I haven't had before or since. Uh, we had we had just finished our, our Friday night session, and it was it was beautiful and awesome and powerful. And on the way, I was I was living here on campus at the time, so on the way, walking down the hill to my house, uh, it was one of those it was one of those moments of experience and prayer where. It's like you you are so certain that God is speaking something that it, it may have well been an audible voice just mm-hmm. like standing mm-hmm. next to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the statement that I heard in my heart was, "Hey, we're going to write a song tonight." And it's like yeah, I'm exhausted, Lord. <laughs> that, that can't happen. <laughs> that can't possibly. Be true. Any other time <laughs> would be better. Actually, tomorrow morning. And uh, I I walked down, and as I was like on the you know 60 second walk down the hill, um, I just had this uh, this sense in my spirit that the, that we were going to write a song together in honor of St. Joseph. Hmm. And, uh, no sooner had that, had that sense come over me than all of a sudden just these, these thoughts began to flood my Hmm. mind. And over the course of, uh, probably a grand total of an hour and a half Mm -hmm. of, of prayer, um, you know, the Lord kind of downloaded this, this, uh, Beautiful revelation that, that ultimately ended up becoming the Hail Joseph um, mm-hmm. song that we've that we've now produced and released as Damascus Worship, mm-hmm. and the key phrase that stood out to me as uh, as I was entering into prayer with the Lord was this this statement that came from a reflection on Father Callaway's book on consecration to Saint Joseph sure. uh, that uh, that Saint Joseph was given to Jesus to reveal the face of the father. Mm-hmm. So the, the phrase, the phrase just kept playing through my mind, father, you give us a father to show us your face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, that of course became the, the the final phrase of the, of the chorus in that, in that song. And uh, some of the, 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 mysteries of the life of St. Joseph are really encapsulated in that message. And uh, I, I, in prep, in preparing to write, I started to, I started to go in and look for any meaningful songs, uh, about St. Joseph that were, mm-hmm. that were, uh, Christ focused and, and led to deeper encounter with Jesus. And I just, I couldn't find a single one. Like yeah. it, it seems that every reflection on the life of St. Joseph, uh, that isn't coming from a place that's deeply, like deeply steeped in, in prayer and partnership with, with the Lord is, is really just a history or an observation yeah. of him. Sure. So. Prior to that point, I, I would say I had I had no great love of this saint because mm-hmm. all I knew about him was that he was like Joseph's the quiet guy. Yeah, right. The <laughs> one who
1: didn't speak a word in scripture.
0: It's <laughs> like, well, that's not very exciting. And sure. And and all the images that we have are Joseph as this like old decrepit mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, great. There's there's like no there's no greater huh. recipe yeah. for complete irrelevance mm-hmm. in in mm-hmm. the mind of a young man than an old guy who doesn't speak. Yes. Right. Or a cliche. Yeah. Right. So uh, as, as I continue to just dialogue with the Lord um, over the course of this, I don't know, hour and a half uh, it, it was as if he, I've never had this experience before in writing a song. It was as if he just basically handed me a a completed script. Um, That's amazing. I, you know, I was, I was writing on my, on my iPad and it was like, no sooner would I, would I write a line than the other one just became completely evident. Mm. And and between the first and the second verse, it, it really kind of encapsulates some of these beautiful observations that, beautiful, I, I, I do think my song is beautiful, <laughs> right? But some of these observations that, that Father Calloway makes and that and yeah. then a number of other works, I'm, I'm reading through the, the Divine Favors Granted to St. Mm-hmm. Joseph by Père Binet right now. And the, uh, you know, there's a, there's a couple major themes in the life of St. Joseph, but the, I think the first and, and most pivotal to me is that, mm-hmm. that, that it's through this man that, the, that God, the father chose to reveal himself to God, the son. Yeah. Right. I heard a reflection just last week. I think it, I think it actually may have been on sister Miriam's, uh, um, re, you know, reflections yeah. on, on, on the consecration of St. Joseph on hallow, but that, that St. Joseph, um, let's see, it was Jesus called God, the father, father. And he learned that word in the context of his relationship with his dad. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was, his relationship with St. Joseph that actually gave complete context to the theology that he would then learn to describe
1: mm-hmm. the
0: the first person of the Trinity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It just
1: I mean, the mystery that's in that.
0: Right. Well, cause yeah. it, it's, it's, it's
1: like everything else that we find in the faith that the Lord is constantly giving us icons. Yes. And, and it's it's the story of the incarnation. And of course, it's the story of everything from the point of the incarnation that the Lord makes icons of that which he wants to present to us. Yep. And so it makes sense that a heavenly father would want to give us an icon of what fatherhood looks like. Yeah. And it, it is peculiar and and that he would give us a father- like St. Joseph, one who he leaves mystery around. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's so exciting to me. And that's been a huge part of um, my, I think, curiosity to what God's been doing in your heart with St. Joseph is that when I think of St. Joseph, all of the old cliches that I found and all of the old ways of kind of compartmentalizing him have faded away when I look at it as, a mystery yeah. that has been left to us, so that we come into a relationship with Him, and therefore into a relationship with the Heavenly yep. Father. Right? That that He becomes an icon and a pathway to discovering a deeper
0: relationship. Beautiful. With the Lord. And so, let me take it a step further. Yeah, do it. Uh, an icon and a pathway. Yes. Um. A model. Yes. But also a a guide. Okay. So I, I think in our understanding of the expression of our faith, oftentimes we we fall into this place of believing like this this relationship i have with god needs to be a very personal thing to me Mm -hmm. um and i as a father even find myself sometimes being tempted toward like this relationship with god uh for my son or my daughters Mm -hmm. it needs to be a personal thing for them like i need to create space so that they can learn to express this thing but in reality that's not the job of a dad at all like i i need to inject myself and and Monica mm-hmm. and I need to inject ourselves and our influence mm-hmm. into our kids' development of their faith precisely because they don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So it it's not, I think oftentimes we see this, we see this relationship with Saint Joseph, with, with the Blessed Mother, mm-hmm. um, and with the entire communion of saints as like this optional accessory that if you know, if we have a a particular persuasion toward a, toward a different style of prayer. Like that's great. Mm -hmm. Then, then go ahead and go to the saints. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think, you know, the, the saints don't exist in relationship with us as, um, as a, a viable secondary option. If we want a little extra flavor on our (laughs) theology, Mm -hmm. they exist in an, in a special way. St. Joseph and and the blessed mother Mary, uh, they exist not only to be a model, not only to be an inspiration, not only to be an icon, Mm -hmm. but particularly to, to be a, to be an intercessor, one who one who who goes between, who makes the connection. Yeah, right. Uh, who be, because because I know that I don't know how to pray. Mm-hmm. I know that I don't know how to be a, a good enough dad. I know that I don't know how to be a good enough husband. So it's precisely in that that I need someone who's not just going to be a model for me. Because mm-hmm. gosh, sure. If I, if I wanted a model, sure. I could go to the library. Yeah, yeah. Right. There could be a handful of those. Learn all about the various mm-hmm. modes and methods. I need someone to take me by the hand, to go between, and to teach me how to live. You're listening to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in central Ohio on St. Gabriel Radio. You can listen to the whole version of today's show at www.ewtn.com slash radio podcasts. Or check us out on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. We'll be right back with this episode after a short break. This is Monsignor Chuck Kosanke. We need Catholic Radio to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to the whole world. It's a modern means to reach the hearts and minds of Catholics and all people and to have the church's teaching proclaimed and taught authentically and also to convey the church's news from an authentic perspective.
1: The world needs EWTN Catholic Radio, now more
0: than ever. Catholic Women Now hosts Julie Nelson and Chris Magruder speak to what's on the hearts and minds of women, covering all things in light of the Catholic faith. You can hear Catholic Women Now as well as faith-filled podcasts from our friends and affiliates across the nation, all in one place, all free at EWTN Podcast Central. Visit EWTNradio.net slash podcasts today. Welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree. I was thinking when you were speaking that about the relationship that Jesus must have had with Joseph. And it's always struck me that Jesus uses two adjectives in all of scripture to define yeah. himself. And he could have used any, right? Like, And, and he defines... um himself in a variety of ways but when it comes to adjectives like key descriptors for him he says that he's meek and humble of heart yep and it's always been peculiar to me again uh it seems like the the natural word that fits with mystery right that it's it's bizarre why those two but i i can't help but think as i'm going through the saint joseph consecration myself that like those are the two things he saw in what a man should be mm-hmm. right like as he looked to joseph he he saw someone whose power was under control right that i i've Found it fascinating that as I've looked into like the word for meekness, it it's like most closely associated with someone who has a sword, knows how to use it, but keeps it sheathed anyway. Yeah. Like someone who doesn't have to flaunt mm-hmm. the strength that they have, but knows it and can bring it when necessary. I think there's something, yeah, well, obviously right about that, and it's so weird that it's obviously right. It's just that makes sense in my head. Same thing with humility. This this uh, uh, willingness to to just to put others and their needs. And that's where the, there's an image in my hometown of Portsmouth in our, uh, one of our parishes, Holy Redeemer. And it's my home parish. And it's a, it's a picture of the flight to Egypt. And I've always loved the way that St. Joseph is depicted there. Cause like you said, it can be very routine the way he's depicted it. And it's not depicted that way at all at Holy Redeemer. He's um, like middle-aged, but strong. And Mm -hmm. he's leading this donkey by night with, with Mary on, you know, the back holding this little baby. And, and it's always dawned on me like, wow, like the strength and the power and the willingness to put everything (laughs) else before you there is that which Jesus grew up seeing and then defined himself with. Right. Like, so there's something there that's fascinating, but again, not merely in the context of him being, here's how you can be that, but him bringing that in fact to us so we can live from it. Right. Yeah. Go between.
0: And it's funny. Um, we don't we don't hear joseph's words speak spoken in scripture uh but in the time of jesus in the time when when jesus was raised the family structure was a lot more predictable than it is today right uh i don't i don't know maybe maybe there were like fathers who 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 were not the faith leaders of their families sure. in the time of ancient sure. israel uh, but it would be very rare <laughs> and and very rare and you wouldn't see that demonstrated in the life of of two <laughs> consecrated holy individuals. Right. So w- we can say with with relative certainty mm-hmm. like what who who is it that taught Jesus how to pray? It was Joseph, Joseph, right? Who is it that that taught that taught Jesus how to how to wrestle through scripture? Mm-hmm. It it would have been Joseph. We don't hear Joseph's words specifically, but when people hear my words and then they meet my dad, what do they say to me? They say, "Oh, now it makes sense." It makes sense, right? Right. We hear Joseph's words all throughout scripture. Why? Because because Joseph's voice is reflected in the words of Jesus. Right. He's not just this anomaly who came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Even even Mary herself describes him, describes uh, or I guess not Mary, even even those who who uh criticize Jesus, they say, yeah. Isn't this just the son of the carpenter? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. He they're so closely connected that that Jesus is actually referred to by his name. Yeah.
1: That's right. Well, that and that's why fatherhood's so important. That there is something about the world today where we have we've lost the um I don't know the purpose of fatherhood. That fatherhood in so many ways is supposed to be the what what should we say like the office that stands in the gap between the potential of the family and where the family is now yeah, and builds a bridge. It's not to stand in that. So they get all the credit. Yeah. It's to stand in that gap so they can lay down and be the bridge upon which the family walks over. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's wife, children, and the rest. And when we've, um, when I, I guess what I'm trying to say is when we lose that. And as we, I think are beginning to in the Western world, you, you, you don't, um, yeah, you don't have the entire picture. I wonder like man, I, I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to ask. Let me, let me throw it seems like more. he's the right fit for what's needed.
0: So the first, the first chapter in, in this book, I think is appropriately named. And it's an, it's a question that I think maybe we should, we should ask and mm-hmm. and seek answer on it's why so much honor. So mm. why honor Joseph? Yeah. And, uh, and again, I, I think as, as we continue to dive in, um, there's beautiful reflection and beautiful theology, of course, but, but reflection on theology, uh, you know that's not why this show exists. That's right. Um, more specifically, there is incredible application for this. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. why so much honor for Joseph? Um, and I, I guess to to put more specific words around it, what we've been communicating is that uh, not only not only the Father, right, mm-hmm. but God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit chose Joseph to actually stand in their place, right? The the phrase that. The phrase that this book speaks that I think is very provocative is that Saint Joseph is the vicar of the Holy Trinity. Okay. That that God the Father has a God the Father has a job, right? Yeah. yeah. And God the Father chooses Joseph to say, can you accomplish my job for me? Mm-hmm. Right? Can you can you do this thing for me? Right. And can you be the father to my son? We use the phrase foster father of Jesus, and that's great. That's mm-hmm. a good phrase, but that's not the phrase that scripture uses. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I I'll I'll choose the words of yeah. of the Blessed Mother over theology. Mm-hmm. That Joseph when when Jesus was lost in the temple, what did what did Mary say? She said, Your father and I have been worried sick, right? Yeah. That 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 Mary herself referred to Joseph as the father of Jesus. Mm-hmm. That that Joseph stepped into a role of of true fatherhood. Mm-hmm. Right. Not to say that foster fathers aren't fathers. No, but, sure.
1: But no, go into that even deeper because what you're getting at matters in the adoptio sense. Yeah. That the heavenly father Adoptios us. We are his adopted children. What does that mean? Chosen. Yep. And again, Joseph in the place, like in, in an icon of the heavenly father is in a position of adoptio yeah. where he's choosing Jesus.
0: Yeah. Uh, yes. So, okay. So, uh, so the father, uh, the father chooses to give the father's job to Joseph. Um, the son, God, the son willingly subjects himself to St. Joseph. Okay. Mm-hmm. As every good Jewish son would subject himself to his father. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, you know, I I think I shared this in the show once before, but I, I had a I have a beautiful memory of my dad sitting me down at the table after I drilled a hole through a math workbook one time, thinking that I was super cool because everybody did that in third grade. <laughs> and uh, he sat me down at the table and he says, "Aaron, do you realize this? the things that you do and the words that you speak they reflect on me and they reflect on our family?" And I was like, "Well, no, I've I've never thought about that before. Mm-hmm. That." God the Son understood that the things He did reflected on Saint Joseph in a certain way. He was mm-hmm. he well. He scripture even says that he he subject he made himself subject to them. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just in the Holy Land of, of, mm-hmm. a month and month and a half ago, and I guess two months ago at this point. And uh, there's a there's a beautiful church in Nazareth that's built over the workshop of Joseph, the house of Joseph and Mary, where they raised Jesus and. When you walk into this space, there's an altar that's that's been constructed, and on the floor before the altar, there's a a little um, I don't know I, there's a a designated spot that actually has a hole that's drilled out down to the bedrock that you're able to to reach down and touch uh, the space you know the actual cave floor before renovation and whatnot. And mm-hmm. in that space, there's a phrase that's written that says, "Here He was made subject to them." So here, Jesus, Jesus, God incarnate decided that he would actually subject his will yeah. and his authority to a man and a woman mm-hmm. in in a real way. Like yeah. Jesus didn't just obey Joseph out of convenience because it, you know, mm-hmm. it made sense in order to accomplish his divine purposes. Mm-hmm. He actually, he actually submitted his will to this man. Yeah. There was a role to it. And then, and then the third is that, that Joseph is the vicar of the Holy spirit, uh, which is a strange phrase to say, uh, mm-hmm. uh admittedly so. Um, why do we say that? Of course, because the Holy Spirit is is the spouse of the Virgin, Virgin right? Mary, yeah. And Holy Spirit has a job. That mm-hmm. job is spouse of the Virgin Mary, mm-hmm. and and the Holy Spirit said, "Hey Joseph, I want you to do. I want you to step into my role mm-hmm. and to accomplish this work, right? Yeah. You, you can't you can't say that specifically about very many people. In mm-hmm. fact, there's only one. In, in right? fact, so the the vicar yeah. the vicar of the Holy Trinity. That's that's why that's why we we offer so much. Honor to Joseph, um, mm-hmm. well, and that comes with in
1: again, like you were saying earlier, this show is the show where Encounter meets Mission, but there is something about encountering the saints and in a particular way and encountering one of the two saints of all saints in Joseph that you you encounter something different about the heart of God. Yeah. there's cooperation here, right? And we talk about that at Damascus all the time there's there's deep cooperation here and and in that same way. Like we talk about this all the time, again here at Damascus. But in that same way, Jesus looks at us and says, "I I will submit my plans for the world into your hands, Church." Yes, right. Yep. And there's something so profoundly um, unbelievable about that. Mm-hmm. Let's say because because He would do it better without us, right? Like like Jesus could have become incarnate just out of nowhere yep. and not had a mother and father. But yep. but the Lord knew for our good mm-hmm. that that would be better that it would be better for us to see the ways that these two, Mary and Joseph were entrusted to Jesus, that those are the ways that he now wants to entrust us mm-hmm. to some degree with Jesus. Yep. Right. And that, and that, that should be profoundly exciting yep. for us that like, yes, St. Joseph, I want to be more like you mother Mary. I want to be more like you insofar as you live the fullness of the expression of what it means to be human, which means to be a person who is, Receiving everything from God, the Alpha, yep. and returning everything to Him, the Omega. Uh,
0: a couple of fun, couple other fun facts about Saint Joseph that I've run into over the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, um, theology uh, theologians' study would would almost exclusively suggest that Saint Joseph was not an old dude. Okay, yeah. yeah. So there, uh, and this is actually a, a study in the language of scripture. Mm-hmm. So. I forget. I did. I did a little research on this one night, and mm-hmm. there's actually a. There was a time during which the artistic depiction of Saint Joseph shifted to mm-hmm. being an old man. And it, as as you know, sometimes art actually drives theology as opposed yeah. to the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. Like like the image of Saint Paul falling off his horse is not actually scriptural. Yeah. Right. That's a that's a a story that comes to us through art. Yeah. And fine, like true. beautiful, like true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope he did fall off a horse, right? Yeah. Uh, but. But that, that came actually from art that then continued to propagate Mm -hmm. through time. Mm Um, the, the, the two, there are three, there are three scriptural words for how, um, how a man is described. Mm -hmm. One is explicitly a young man who would be a youth. Yeah. Uh, one is an old man Mm -hmm. who would be past his prime. And the other is a man who would be between the ages of, I think like 18 and 35. Yeah. And that word specifically is used in description of Joseph. Mm -hmm. So, the idea that Joseph is like this this yeah eighty year old bro, yeah, uh, isn't isn't reality or founded in scripture or tradition.
1: that's always been the most believable one to me as well because you you'll hear different um, I guess arguments for all three mm-hmm. ideas, right? and I, I think the one in the middle is most believable to me because it is interesting that Jesus later refers to his father and they don't confuse it with Joseph. so. Yep. Figuring that out, I think some of the most profound, if we're talking about uh, artistic renderings that aren't necessarily specifically <laughs> scriptural, the the death of Saint Joseph, yeah, that they'll depict sometimes, just to comprehend what that would have looked like, yeah, and, and how whenever the the spouse died, how the son then took care of the mother, and then Jesus gives the mother over to John, who then represents. You, there's so much in all of that, obviously, <laughs> but um, but I I think that you're exactly right that we can. We can actually um, lose some of the power of him if we make him irrelevant though, mm-hmm. right? If we just make him a, um, I I don't know, a, a breadwinner for yeah. a family that needed financial, uh, uh, I, I guess, stability, then we lose the fact that this was a man who submitted passions that all of us men and women have for the greater glory of God, yeah. right? And that's that's the story of St. Joseph that will bring us into a desire to lay our lives down. It's yep. like someone did this, yep. right?
0: Yep. And uh, it, it's funny, you know, the there's been a there's been a long long standing church tradition that has given great honor to Joseph. Um and and much of that over the course of time has been lost and also revived. Uh True. we we are we're standing in the midst right now in our church, praise the Lord, mm-hmm. of a real uh revitalization of mm-hmm. of focus and dedication to Joseph that started, you know, right. uh i don't know a couple decades ago and um the uh where was i going with this oh it, some some of the some of the ancient traditions of the church as it as it corresponds with saint joseph were um you know many who actually advocated and taught that it it would it would be almost inconceivable that joseph sinned in his life right that uh there there was a there has been for for, for many years a a held belief by many of the of the saints and the fathers of the church that Joseph was freed from sin mm-hmm. immediately after his conception so by the saving grace of jesus that joseph was free from sin in order to be prepared for relationship with our lady yeah uh, i i don't that's not an article of faith no, sure, in the church sure, of course sure. um, but such you know such a beautiful reflection that that even even in ancient times that the church had such such a powerful uh, commitment and dedication to this man. Yeah. Uh, There's also patron saint of the universal church. Yeah. There's also a number of, uh, of saints through history that who have indicated that St. Joseph was assumed bodily into heaven uh, or um, at at the time of the resurrection. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's right. Again, not, these aren't the most, these aren't the most necessary. Was well, he uh, one of the ones walking around Jerusalem? I don't think so. <laughs> that would have been awkward. <laughs> he probably would have taken Mary back into his home if that was the yeah, case.
1: Right, right. But no, I think it <laughs> well, no, the, and, and we should speak to that because I do think sometimes in our Catholic faith, we can see these, um these different stories, these different realities as kind of like good additions, but not critical to the whole. But when we think about the immaculate conception of Mary and it, we think about, like the mercy and the grace that went into that reality for her, the importance of that is that the Lord's mercy and his grace knows no end, Mm -hmm. right? That he's going to literally prepare us for everything he has for us. Yeah, From before we could even realize he was doing it, he's been doing that, right? And that's an encounter we can have even today while we're listening, that like all of these things for St. Joseph, yeah. Because the, the Lord was preparing him for the call he had for him. Yep. And he's doing that for you and me. And that's, that's the fascinating part uh, for me as I've stepped into marriage with Nina and as we prepare um, just like to begin a family whenever the Lord has that for us. I, I, I've been just blown away with, Lord, you're developing in me what those little ones that are going to be entrusted to Nina and I need. And you did that for what your son needed with Joseph and Mary. And, and And not because he needed it like in a i don't know like uh complete sense, but he needed it because he was in a submitted state, and that is i don't know if you don't if you don't uh allow your heart to be moved by that, I'm not sure what it can be moved by, you yeah. know that the Lord's like, I want to entrust myself uh-huh. to you you know
0: um one of the I think one of the last reflections on Joseph, and maybe this can uh this so this we can sink our teeth into this one for the next few minutes <laughs> yeah, sure, but, sure uh nowhere else. In the history of the church, other than our blessed mother, do you see a man or a saint carry as many titles of honor as you do with Saint Joseph? So I don't know there's probably there's a, probably a boundary I've crossed in terms of uh, the art of the art of uh, rhetoric there, but <laughs> because the church has traditionally honored him, um, yeah. this is why we can ask why is he so honored? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So you look at some of the titles of Joseph and it, it just, it, it brings you to, it brings you to reflect and, and to ask, okay, uh, you know, we, we do see some saints that have awesome titles, the, the angelic doctor. No, and, sure. And, sure. You know, the various, various uh, labels throughout history, but very, St. Joseph's have got a heck of a list. <laughs> yeah. Um, a couple of my favorites that I, I wanted to pull out and we could, we could, go, we could go through <laughs> all if, of them. If the show runs long, we'll, we'll go through the by list. Line by line. I, I want to pull out some of the most the the more the more provocative ones, right? We've we've already talked about so spouse of Mary um, is kind of a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. That that uh, Joseph, of course, w- we believe. I mean, we 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 profess the perpetual virginity of Our Lady, and certainly Joseph and Mary's marriage didn't end, right? Uh, it it has long long been held in tradition in the Church that uh Joseph was a virgin at the time of his marriage to our lady mm-hmm. and continued to stay a virgin um actually here's here's where it was uh, i'll get a i'll get a loose loose connection on this but the reason Joseph has been assumed to be old has been because of the fact that there were other brothers, brothers. of Jesus mm-hmm. So the assumption has been made that if there were other brothers, they must have come from a previous marriage, which Which is, which is a logical jump. Yeah. Um, And of course I I think it's pretty commonly known that these weren't brothers of Jesus cousins, that that brother was a term that applied to every member of a family. There was no word for cousins. Male, Mm -hmm. female, old, young, right. They were all brothers. Uh, And the uh, so in order to try to make sense of translating scripture outside of Hebrew context, yeah, or using English dialogue, that's where the that's where the portrayal of Joseph as the old guy came. Right, mm-hmm. so it was actually it it was actually a, a misunderstanding of the original language of scripture yep. that led to that misunderstanding of mm-hmm. the life of Joseph. Same
1: issue that we see whenever it says that um, he did not have relations with her until yes right and, and it that until though doesn't mean it doesn't imply that they're after they did right it, it's yeah. the same it's the same issue
0: so uh, so spouse of Mary right uh, Saint Saint Bernardine of Siena uh, is one who's quoted in in uh, this this book the Divine Favor is granted to Saint Joseph he identifies that because Saint Joseph and and Our Lady and even if if you don't want to make the jump to Saint Joseph let's just say our lady Our Lady was was unequivocally the holiest human being ever to have been created on the face of the earth. Right. Certainly. Uh, and, um, St. Joseph was, was, I would argue a close second, but let's just hold it to Mary. So if Mary, the holiest, most chaste, most pure, most amazing woman to ever have been created on the face of planet earth was engaged in a marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, what would that say about the marriage? I would say it, it was a, it was a good relationship, right? Right. So the spouse of Mary Like, what does it mean to be the spouse of Mary? St. Bernadine reflects that this means that St. Joseph and St. Mary were truly of one heart and one mind, that that there would have been no cause for division in this relationship or in this household. Um, There was a beautiful phrase I was reading just this morning Mm -hmm. Uh, in comparing the virtue and the value of St. Joseph and Our Lady. uh, I'll, I'll quote from the book. It says, to whichever side the balance inclines, the cause of Mary must always gain but whatever is said in her praise must also turn to the glory of her spouse. Yeah. So if, if you've got a devotion to Our Lady, mm-hmm. like that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Take every ounce of devotion that you have to Our Lady and realize that her role as wife and mother mm-hmm. would be to direct that joy and that adoration to her, to her husband and her son.
1: Yeah, well, it's consistent too, because we, when we look at the Holy Spirit as the spouse of Mary, yep. we do it in the exact reverse, right? That the Holy Spirit, God, yeah. right? Choosing to become spousal with Mary, yeah. in fact, then bestows upon Mary <laughs> all of this goodness <laughs> and grace that comes from the Godhead. And so too, you can yeah. then translate that.
0: So and it's it's beautiful, the verse, right? The so uh so God could have done this anyway, right? God could have popped Jesus into existence as a 30-year-old Definitely. guy ready to start ministry, and he didn't. He chose, he chose to, to, uh, to incarnate into the womb of mm-hmm. of a woman, right? Yeah. He chose Mary. Mm-hmm. And uh he again, he could have done it any way, right? Yep. Ma- Mary didn't Mary didn't need Joseph in order to conceive a child. Correct. Right? So so if Joseph is merely an accessory mm-hmm. and not the free choice both of the father and of the bride, mm-hmm. then he's not even a part of the story. Because he is part of the story, we we can understand that he's a very necessary part of the story. Yes. So when oftentimes as Catholics, we have this incredible devotion to our lady, Mm -hmm. right? And we, we understand and we say, and we teach on stage that, that the role of our lady is always to introduce her, to carry it, to take us to the foot of her son, right? However, if you had walked into the home of our lady Mm -hmm. during the youth of Jesus, she would not have taken you to her son. She would have taken you to her husband and her son, right? Because she chose, she chose him, right she she chose him, and that that choice isn't something that that fades with time mm-hmm. so uh our our commitment and our devotion and our our uh patronage right to 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 our lady to Mary is actually a commitment to One of the reasons we should go to Mass is because, if you look in the Catechism, you will see the fruits of Holy Communion. And these are remarkable things that we can receive at every Mass that we attend. We encounter the Risen Lord, and He shares something of His divine life and love with us.
1: The Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, live from the EWTN Chapel, every morning, 8 Eastern, on EWTN Radio and Television. Have you ever wished you could listen to EWTN on a local radio station? Maybe our Lord is speaking to your heart to help make
0: that happen. Don't let a lack of experience hold you back. Find out how you can help start a Catholic radio station where you live, powered by the truth of the church and EWTN's dynamic radio programming. Email Steve at this address, radio at EWTN.com. Welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio.
1: The family unit speaks something about God. Beautiful. And and the father and the mother are critical. They're not they're not the same. Yeah. And they can't be, and they shouldn't be, because they bring differing aspects. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast recently that I should have sent it to you. I don't. I might have. I'll, I'll send it to you if I have it. But um, <laughs> it, it, it was it was really good. It was on this um this guy who, growing up, his father had distanced himself from it, uh, yeah. him, and it was at a kind of critical juncture in his life, and he began to realize that. Everything that he would normally have had a predisposition to go to a father for, he was now going to a mother for. Mm-hmm. And the mother was able to provide sufficiently, but later in life, he yeah. began to see shortcomings he had, be, not because the, the mother was inadequate or something, but because she wasn't a father. Yep. And it was just mind blowing reality. This person wasn't coming from a religious perspective. Uh-huh. They were just coming from a real perspective. And I wonder if that happens to us spiritually Absolutely. as well, right? Absolutely. That, that like, like like our church so often, what I'll hear from guys that I'm ministering to at a college campus or something is, I've never seen the faith masculine enough for yep. me. Okay. Because yep. we have mother church. We have all of these commandments that seem to be oriented towards um, niceness, mm-hmm. right? And they'll, they'll speak all of these things. And yep. it's like, well- when we present them with a defender, a defender of the Holy Virgin, a defender of God incarnate, a yep. defender of the household of
0: God, yep. literally, yep. like like that's right. Because if <laughs> yeah. you want to get provocative again, the, yeah, sure. the the book labels Joseph as the savior of the savior. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, the, and that's where people the one who actually carried Jesus, Jesus yes out of the threat of of Herod. Yes, and why do
1: we get why do we get frustrated with those times? Because okay, I'll see times where it's like. Um, especially with my, I would say my uh, more ecumenical friends, uh-huh. it'll be like, why do we have to do that? Well, yeah. then let's not leave that rhetorical. Why do yeah. we have to do that? Because because it says something.
0: Jesus because Jesus made a choice. He chose
1: to do that, <laughs> right? It's it's w- we can't be offended yeah. by our we can't be offended by us putting words on things God
0: did. Yep.
1: Right, like he did that. Right. It's it's the same thing that we run into mm. with Mary. Is why get offended at us putting words to what God in fact did. Yeah. Right, and and yeah. they've been fighting this for millennia in the church. Like when we first said Theotokos, the yeah. the, the God bearer, like there was all kinds of like, would God would God have a mother? Yeah. Right, like all the yes, <laughs> precisely because he did have a mother. Right, like like yes, he he would do that, uh-huh. and, and and it can be hard for us to put words uh, to because maybe if we were God, we
0: would have done it differently, but we're not. Thank God, and because yeah. he is, he did it a specific yeah. way. You know? I I. I, I I had a conversation a long time ago. Uh, we were at, we were working at a Protestant camp. So uh, we were hosting Catholic Youth summer camp at a Protestant camp. Sure. And we had a, back Dan, when we were renting like site to site, Dan and myself and my buddy, Patrick Rice, we had a, we had a late night conversation with a, with a table full of Protestant camp counselors from this other, bless the Lord, this yeah. other site. And it was, it was so cool. Uh, and they were just grilling us on Catholic questions. And, mm. and the the final question that we, that, that we were tackling for the night was, okay, why Mary? Like, why why is this why is this so important and mm-hmm. um it was it was it was so beautiful right uh patrick led out of the gate with with an incredible just bulletproof scriptural uh, apologetic of mm-hmm. of our lady revealed in scripture yeah. and how she's the mother mm-hmm. uh how she's the woman of revelation mm-hmm. and then dan came back with uh with an amazing uh description of theology and and looking through through in the history of the church this and that and the other mm-hmm. and I was just sitting back smiling and thinking like <laughs> these guys are sweet. Yeah. And, uh, and the the group was was impressed and and excited, and it came time for me to speak, and I, I started thinking to myself, like, why oh, what can I say that that you haven't heard before or that you that you need to hear a different way? Mm-hmm. He said, Jesus gave us a mother. God gave us a mother because he knew we needed a mom. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's right.
0: And I think that's enough.
1: No, I, me too. Me too. Well, and, and again, like, and look at, look at even the church today in the, in the Western world where we'll have a tendency towards, um, I don't know, maybe thinking that we can do this faith on our own and thinking, you know, really the priesthood, right? Yeah. Really the church. Yeah. Well, those are questions towards a father and a mother, right? Yeah. Like that's what, well, that's what those fundamental questions are is like, yes, the church needed yeah. as our mother. Why? Cause it's nurturing. Cause it's going to bring us to herself, like a, a priest, a father necessary. Why? Because they're, they're going to defend the faith that we might not have the answers to. They're going to yeah. dedicate their lives to the protection of the true, the good, and the beautiful yeah. as the father should. And, and I, I think that, that that move of humanity is common because mm-hmm. we tend towards orphanhood. Like that's where we, we, we tend to go like, you know, I'm not sure, I'm not sure mother and father totally get me, yeah. but I totally get me. Mm-hmm. But, but it's actually only when I see myself in the, in the, in the context of family. Right. And that's, it's, it's the reason that John Paul II said it was the bedrock of society. Right. Yeah. It, it's the reason that, um, we see it as the number one area that's attacked by the world. Right. Yep. Is, is because it really is what's necessary to move us forward. Yeah. And so, yeah. Savior of, of the savior, <laughs> the savior
0: like the savior like master of, of course master.
1: <laughs> of course. Right. Like, of course.
0: Yeah. So, uh, I guess let, let's bring this, uh, bring this plane down here. We, yeah. We, why? Why has Saint Joseph been on, on my heart yeah. in the last in the last number of months, number of years? I think he's he's finding a place there. It's because I'm realizing that I can't be a dad on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm realizing that I can't I can't be the father that that my family needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if if nothing else, my my perpetual search for a house has reminded me that sure. I can't I can't build a house on my own. Yeah. Um. And and those things aren't unique to me. No, they're not. New, like newsflash, you, you can't do it either. Right. And, and, and nobody who's listening here, none of, none of you have mm-hmm. the capacity to, to be the father that your kids need now or will need, mm-hmm. to be the husband that your wife needs now or will need. Mm-hmm. Um, none of you can build the home that you're supposed to build uh, without doing this thing together as family. How can I say mm-hmm. that? Because Jesus himself mm-hmm. knew that he couldn't do it without a dad. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, and my dad's awesome and your dad's Awesome. awesome. But but if Jesus needed one, mm-hmm. then and and he saw and he saw Saint Joseph as one who was who was it was sufficient, right? It yeah. was appropriate well, for for himself mm-hmm. to be to be raised, to be taught how to pray, to be taught how to relate to a mom, to be taught how to respect his his elders, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, to 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 model marriage, mm-hmm. uh, as as beautiful and a strange a uh circumstance that theirs was, right? Mm-hmm that let's not try to think that we've got this thing figured out right or that we don't need for whatever reason yeah. the thing that he himself needed
1: yeah if you don't mind me asking why what um what do you think if he, there's probably a variety of things but what brought you to that like revelation like was there something specific where you're like i'm realizing i know you mentioned the the house search but like I, i'm realizing that i i can't like was it just was it just the lord's grace that he revealed that to you in prayer was it some action step what cuz i'm 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 presuming there's those listening that are like Man, I have a couple things going well, and and but there are moments, and I've had these moments, and I'm having one of those moments in my life, literally as we're speaking today, where I'm very much realizing that like I can't do this, and not in a way that's lessening my dignity or something, but it's truly freeing me to say yeah. like I need that. I'm wondering, was there like a specific way that revelation came to you, or was the Lord just clear with you?
0: The, there's a a reality in my life that I can see. And I think it's a reality in the life of anyone who's a part of God's plan that oftentimes we don't see, we don't see God's plan until we, until you see it, right? You don't see what he's got in mind until you see it. You don't Mm -hmm. see the, you don't see the message he's got. You don't hear the message he's got for you until you hear it.
1: Yeah. There's not foresight.
0: And, um, St. Joseph didn't lead me to this, to these discoveries. Mm -hmm. I think these discoveries led me to him. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's almost as though I'm probably the only one in the world, I say that completely tongue in cheek, who <laughs> who likes to control, uh, who likes to control yeah, right, my life. Right. And I, I think I've got, I've got great skills and capacities as a dad. I, I know how to run things. I know how to do things. Sure, I think sure. I'm, I think I am objectively a pretty good person at being in a relationship. Yeah. And um, I find my tendency is when I white knuckle it and when I try to force things, mm-hmm. they just don't do well. Right. I'm, I'm not a good husband when I try to control our marriage, right? I'm not a good dad when I try to control our family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. and when control doesn't work, usually the solution is surrender. Mm-hmm. And, mm. and what I've just, what I've been finding, and it's probably because I'm surrounding myself with this, with the story of this man is that when I've made those moments of surrender, like, okay, that, that parenting moment didn't work or that husband moment, it, it didn't work, didn't work. Yeah. and and Lord, I'm going to surrender this to you. And I'm, I'm taking my hands off the proverbial steering wheel. Mm-hmm. And then, and then what happens within, within a day or an hour or a minute is, um, I'm introduced to the, to the solution to the story that was written thousands of years ago. Yeah. Right. And it's like, Hey, if, if you want to do that better, let me tell you about a guy who, who might be a resource for you. Right. Let me, let me show you the story of a guy who did it right. Yeah. Um, So it's almost like in, in surrender in these things, you know, in the house hunting in just marriage and family and, and all these beautiful realities, Mm -hmm. nothing, nothing uh, dramatic and specific, but everything at the same time. Yeah. Uh, It's in, it's in coming face to face with my own inadequacy Mm -hmm. and making an intentional act of surrender and feeling that vulnerability that the Lord's then almost immediately offered like this, uh, this balm for my soul. Yeah. Of saying, hey, do you think you're the first one to try this thing? Mm-hmm. Like, do you think you're the first one to get this wrong? Right. Did you know that before you self-identified this issue, I had I had the antidote here. The whole time.
1: Yeah, there's something about there's something about the Lord's provision for us where he he shows us how important it is to take responsibility for things. Yeah. And simultaneously shows us how important it is to allow him to lead and to have our life in his hands. And I think for a long time, my fear in what you were saying, it, I shouldn't say that, my fear in seeing what you are saying is that I thought that it would abdicate responsibility. If I was like, I can't do this, so I'll just abdicate responsibility. But what I found though is surrender doesn't abdicate it. <laughs> it it's, it's that it actually is the most responsible thing for me to do, right? Yeah. Like it doesn't, it, it's, not a, uh, it's not a now I'm doing nothing. Yeah. It's a, I won't act until you do. I won't move until you do because if I move in a direction that's not with you, I'm going to be one step further away from where I should be. Yeah. And that's, that's helped me so much to see that the things I'm entrusted with, the missionaries here at Damascus, uh, this podcast, any book that I'm going to write, like m- my relationship and marriage with Nina, like the most responsible thing for me to do is to stop and say, Lord, whatever you have to offer me as a witness, I receive. And, and that's, I think a huge area where St. Joseph can come in with us. This has yep. been a ton of fun. Yep. Do you have any closing thoughts? Well, let me, we pray? I'll,
0: I'll, uh, I'll close and pray. Yeah, about that. please. That sounds great. Um, so yeah, I, I would, I would just re-echo kind of oriented toward our listeners, uh, the same statement of testimony that I've just made, right. Mm-hmm. That you, you can't do this on your own mm-hmm. and, and uh, particularly for men, um, you know, for, for women in a special way, but for men who, who have felt inadequate in your role in relationship, if, if you are a father or a husband and your role as husband and father, um, you know, I would extend this. I, I've spoken extensively about the, the call to fatherhood that, that, that I, that you have mm-hmm. here in this community, right? As ministers of the gospel, you are a spiritual father, a spiritual mother, mm-hmm. and you simply can't do this on your own. And, uh, and that. That's not indicative of a weakness that you, that you possess. It's indicative of design. So um, my prayer for, for each of us today is that we would, that, we would, that you would um, be able to experience a new taste of what it means to see your strength, to see your weakness, to surrender both, and to ask for the intercession of one who the Lord built just for you, to be able to walk you through this, to be able to, to stand in your defense to be able to offer you the strength in times that you need protection and uh, to offer you that that guidance and that uh, direction that you need just as the Lord Jesus himself needed it. Mm-hmm. So I'll pray for this community in the name of the father and the son and the Holy spirit. Amen. Uh, Jesus, you're so generous. You're so good. Uh, Lord you've called us each to participate in mission in a particular and unique way. And those of us who are, who are, Uh, questioning, Lord, where you are in the midst of it or those of us who are questioning on any given day, whether I have the strength or the resolve to continue fighting forward. Um, Jesus, thank you. Thank you, thank you for the witness that you've given and the resource that you've offered to us through your family. Mm -hmm. You invite us into your family so that we can be strengthened in the same way that you were because we need it in the same way that you needed it. Lord Jesus, thank you for the gift of your mother. And thank you for the gift of your father to each of us. I pray for a, a renewed relationship with our lady and with St. Joseph in the hearts and in the lives of every, uh, every individual who's tuning in to this uh, show today. And this is funny. I, I've even got just on my heart as we're praying. Um, I, I feel as though uh, this, this message may be particularly hard to hear for any of our listeners today who are not Catholic or maybe who are not even Christian. And I pray that uh, I pray for you and I pray with you right now that if you've, uh, if you've not been in relationship with the Catholic Church and you felt like this language might be off-putting, uh, if you've not been in relationship with Christ himself, uh, I pray that St. Joseph and that Our Lady would be your guide. Uh, I-, I pray for their intercession for you particularly, mm-hmm. uh, that they would reveal the heart of the Father and the heart of their Son to you through the power of that Holy Spirit. And that's my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Holy Spirit. Friends, thanks for listening to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. You can listen to the whole version of today's show by searching for Beyond Damascus on YouTube or your favorite podcast app.